Silverjoe's football fix. <laughs> this is Carmel Baron. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. <laughs> it is Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday, October eighth, two thousand and twenty-two, eight a.m. sharp. It's beautiful. I I can see a beautiful um, fall leaves in front of me. Everyone's starting to turn brown and yellow and orange. I love it. Uh, but hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, the Hamburglar. Hamburglar, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> what are these impressions? Uh, we got I, the. I don't know what the Hamburglar sounds like. <laughs> we got. <coughs> We got the Discord. Um, you know, you can uh, t- see the segment start times down in the description below. And thank you, Levi Oki, for all the beautiful art you can see. Josh, how we doing this morning? Hi, Dern. How are you, Gar? I'm doing good. I heard you only woke up 20 minutes ago. You were afraid you weren't even going to make the show. What the hell's up with that, man? I thought you were more dedicated than that. Well, I just, you know, couldn't get to sleep. Couldn't stay asleep. Alarm went Isn't off. Isn't that the story of, of your snooze, whole life, though? Um, yeah, um, and then, um, when my alarm went off, I pushed the power button instead of the snooze button, so, you know, big brain me, um, big brain. but thankfully I have a loving wife and a loud child, um, who decided to come in and wake me up at 7, uh, 7.30-ish. Wow, what a lovely bunch. Yeah, some would say the best. Would you say that, Josh? Are you really, are you really gonna work hard to save face because you can see that your wife is currently listening? She has it on mute, um, but uh, yeah, no, I just pumping I, up her I, numbers. I would say that. Yep. Um, how are you, Gar? I'm doing good. Like I said, I really do enjoy. Like right now, I can see outside my window here because my computer's up against my window. Probably not the great for audio and acoustics and whatnot, but I do like the sun is just rising over the back of my apartment building. I'm on the west side, and. Um, yeah, it does. It's a beautiful fall landscape right in front of me because if the computer screens kind of block the building, so it almost, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'm just like sitting here in the, in the forest almost. So it is a beautiful fall sight. Um, but, you know, and I also, uh, there was a farmer's market on Thursday night as I was leaving the, my work. It was the last little farmer's market of the night. And I didn't go there and buy vegetables and fruits and all the responsible things you buy at farmer's markets because there's a couple cute old Amish ladies who had a bunch of baked goods. It's like, give me all that. I got some cinnamon rolls. I got some some you know some pumpkin bread um so i have way too many you know carb carb carbed sweets in the house right now but i did help support the local economy through some cash to the amish so they can uh you know keep um you know marginalizing women and all that so you know i feel like i did my part yeah exactly oh yeah no but i'm doing good Good. See, I, I, and here I thought, as as the city slicker I am, that when you said farmers market Amish ladies, that you bought yourself some Amish ladies. Well, I, you know, Josh, it's always a consideration. There's going to be a certain point in my life where I get lonely enough to get real desperate, and it's kind of a wild card to see um, what what I'll start doing in that phase of life. Luckily, we aren't there yet, and let's just hope we never get there, Josh. That's when you shave your head completely bald, get a head tattoo, buy a tricycle, and just start rolling around the neighborhood. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. So, <laughs> start sit last week. Uh, once again, three and five, but this time with a negative 6.8 point differential. Um, big, 
big swings and misses for us. We picked uh, Mark Andrews over uh, Travis Kelsey, which, you know, a lot of people would at this point in the season, but Travis Kelsey had a game. Andrews did not. Um, and so that was kind of the big, like, 21-point swing there. Um, we also picked George Kittle, which was just a disaster because he is trash. Um, he is a trash panda on Trash Panda Land. Um, and J.K. Dobbins put up 18 more points than him. So those were the two big misses. So unfortunately, if you listen to us, you lost 6.8 points over what you could have had. Um, but overall, we're still doing all right. We're 12 and, 12 and a half out of 20. We'll just say 12 to make Al feel better about how he criticized us. Um, we're 12 out of 20 with a plus 33.65. So we're still in the, still in the green. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I guess moving right on into the table since we are um, running a little bit early, but who cares? Um, we've got Giselle's X versus Giselle's next. Brady versus Atlanta or Burrow versus Baltimore at Baltimore. Can I ask why Burrow is Giselle's next out of everyone? Zach Wilson, Antonio Brown. There's a lot of possibilities out there. Why Burrow? Uh, you know, just because Joey Cool. You know, he's got that fur coat, I think, and I don't know. Um, he's a handsome young feller. Um, right. Nikita, watch out. Josh has been eyeing up uh, Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, who you got? Well, I mean, Josh, we know I love to look at the tail of the tape. So, Brady, in his last um, four performances, he was only 11 fantasy points, 11 fantasy points, 16 or 17 fantasy points, and then 31 against KC. Of course, they were behind that entire game. Brady had 52 pass attempts that game. Three touchdowns, though. Um, Atlanta, Brady's been beaten up on Atlanta his whole career. I believe he's like 7-0 and or 7-1 and um, against Atlanta all time in his career. So he should be able to beat up Atlanta just fine. Um, the real question is, what kind of team is Atlanta? I don't know. I don't think Brady will put up another 30 fantasy points. Um, I'm guessing he's going to be somewhere in the 20 range. Whereas Joe Burrow, he's been 17, 18, 29, and 24 playing Baltimore. I think Joe Burrow is going to have to pass more. Um, so I do I, – I, I've talked about this a million times on the show, so I won't get into it greatly. But it's always like I never know, do I pick the guy in the shootout or do I pick the guy who has the easy win? but you never know whether or not he's going to run up his stats or not because Brady's obviously playing the easier team against Atlanta. The the Buccaneers, in theory, should be able to absolutely demolish the Falcons. But does that mean Brady's going to have a really good fantasy day? I don't know. To me, in this situation, I think I'd always opt for Joe Burrow in the shootout, but that's just me. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on this one. I, I was leaning Burrow as well because of the shootout. Brady's a little banged up, it sounds like. He's got a sore shoulder or a rotator cuff in. Um, and so he's got, he's been on the injury report. Um, I do think that, um, Burrow's been kind of, um, hitting his stride, um, earlier or now after the first couple weeks. Um, and so I think he's only been sacked once last week. And then, you know, that's quite a shocking difference from the first three. So I, I would go Burrow. All right, welcome to the club, fam. We got Burrow over Baltz or Bo- Burrow over, uh, yeah, Baltimore instead of Brady. Sorry, Brady. Enjoy the bench. Uh, all right, you've got some surprises here, Josh. In our next one, no one really thought Singletary was going to be doing shit. He's playing that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, though. Love to hear what Eric thinks about Singletary in the chat. Otherwise, we got Rashad Penny, who uh, should have been injured six times by now this season. He's playing Nolens. So two, like you said, kind of surprising running backs playing two stouter-ish defense. Defenses. Both the Nolan Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers are garbage teams this year, but the defenses would be the best thing about them. So we got Singletary or we got Penny, Josh. Who do you think? 
Oh, Eric's left. Oh, no. Yeah, you hurt his feelings. Well, his um, team's bad. Um, I would say, you know, I guess for both of these, I did pick it because of the defense. Obviously, Pitt's defense dealing with a couple injuries there. Uh, the big one being uh, the um, TJ. What? But uh, um, New Orleans run defense has been okay, I, I guess, throughout the season. Um, I mean, this one kind of here is a coin flip for me just because Singletary has been getting some of the passing work out of the backfield as well. So since we do play in a PPR league and that's kind of what we base the scoring off of, um, that's something to keep into consideration um, with the defense kind of struggling without Watt. And then, um, but Penny does catch the ball as well. Um, and we know Geno's been lighting it up. So, um, and then Penny's coming off a really solid week last week. So I guess, like I said, it's a coin flip for me. I don't know how you're leaning. Maybe you could sway me to lean one way or another. I mean, in Detroit, obviously, was it a very easy defense for um, Penny and the boys, Gino and the boys, to beat up last week? 28 points is obviously great, you know, propped up a little bit by two tuds. Um, but otherwise, Penny hasn't been that great. I'm going to lead Singletary just because, even though I think the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is a little bit better than those Nolan Saints, um, I think the Bills offense overall is greater. And so that, you know, a high tide rises all boats. I like Devin Singletary if I had to pick between the two that's fair I, I'll, I'll go with singletary then i'll ride with you Thanks, um, pal. moving on we've got the wide receiver nuns um not necessarily because they're bad but just because they haven't been producing as much as people had thought during the earlier um or preseason um, we've got adam adam thielen versus chicago versus and or juju smith schuster versus las vegas car take us away well, like you said, kind of Adam Thielen's been pretty disappointing um, this year so far. He has his targets have increased every game, though. So I mean, he's always on the field. His snap shares are you know ninety five percent or higher in every game. Week one against Green Bay, four targets against Philly. Week two, seven targets. Detroit, eight targets. Nolens, nine targets. And so with that, his receptions have gone up three, four, six, and eight as well. Um, his yardage has gone up every single game. Um, you know, he's only had he only has one touchdown in the year. But I mean, they're definitely you can see consistent growth in Thielen's opportunities between targets and receptions. Obviously, sometimes Thielen will get a ball where he has to go make something out of it and get some yak. Um, sometimes, you know, he'll just get tackled right away. But, I mean, obviously, Thielen's trending in the right direction. You go over to Juju. He has had, you know, pretty consistently eight targets. You know, week two against the Chargers, he had three targets. Otherwise, in week one, week three, and week four, he's had eight targets. Six receptions, three receptions, five and five, respectively. So, Juju has been very consistent or is Adams growing um, and then you got to look at the opponents Las Vegas they um, they just held I mean I hate to say it, but the Broncos might be the worst team in the NFL. But they held the Broncos uh, pretty respectively on defense, whereas we're playing the Chicago defense. I don't know if they're any good anymore. Obviously, that used to be the case, like, you know, five years ago um, when they had Khalil Mack and the boys. And then, you know, we all saw the double doink. But I would prefer Thielen, I guess. Um, but I could, de I definitely wouldn't be afraid to ride with you on Juju just because that Chiefs game and the Chiefs-Vegas game should be a bit of a shootout as well. But Thielen, I'm seeing growth, um, so I'd like the growth. Yep. No, I'm going to go. I, I'm fine with Thielen. When I put these in there, that's the way I was leaning already. So um, that is fine by me just because, like you said, he has been getting more targets. Um, you know, they can't they can't just force it to Justin Jefferson. Um, but, you know, you'd hope that they don't just try that because it didn't really work. Well, it hasn't worked out other than last week. Um, it did kind of start to click. But um, 
yeah, I would say I would I would be fine going with Thielen in this one because Chicago's defense is duty, so um, we can lock that one in. Um, next right. one we've got a couple. Josh, please. Next one we've got a couple of Week Five waivers. We almost guarantee you didn't draft these guys in your draft back when the season started, but they have proved themselves to be, if nothing else, some beautiful streaming options for your tight end positions. We've got Gerald Everett, who's been doing pretty okay for the Chargers. He's playing at Cleveland this week, and then we've got David and Joku. He's playing, uh, you know, he's playing home versus the Chargers. So we got people on the field, not at the same time. One will be sitting on the bench while the other one's marching up and down the field. But got a couple of boys playing each other a couple surprise tight ends this year josh who do you like between gerald everett or david in joe Koo? well see i i picked these ones um just because like i said like you said they're you know guys who are making a big shock njoku has had a couple big games everett i believe has um at least in a standard league everett is considered the tight end four at this point in the season so it's still early but you know that's still you know top four top five top four um and that's a pretty um good offense they're starting to click it seems uh especially since Eckler got involved last week um they are playing at Cleveland who is um a little bit stingier against the tight end than the Chargers I believe um but the um he gets the target share so I believe his lowest targets was week one or two with four and then ever since then he's had six um, which is, you know, it doesn't, it's not a lot. It's not Devonte Adams with Rogers targets, but it's, you know, six targets and he seems to make the most out of them. Um, Ninjoku, I don't know the stats off the top of my head. Um, but I do know that a couple weeks ago he had a solid game. And I think last week he had an okay game as well. Um, and so I'm leaning, um, I guess I'm going to lean Njoku just because of the matchup and because I have Everett in a standard league. So everybody knows my tight end position is going to stink because I have Kyle Pitts in that league as well. All right. You're right. It definitely seems like Everett has a bit of the safer floor. He's had four targets, 10 targets, six and six, respectively. He has two touchdowns in the year, one in week one, one in week four. And Joku, he started out slow, one point, one or one reception, um, and then three receptions. But, you know, his targets have been rising. He went from one target to five targets to 10 to seven. So Njoku did have that big game that we all watched on Thursday night, Pittsburgh last week or two weeks ago at this point, I guess, week three. Um, you are right, though, in your point that, um, <clears throat> the Cleveland Browns are seven, uh, are the seventh best defense against tight ends, whereas the Chargers are the thirteenth best defense against tight ends. So Njoku it does have the better matchup defensively. Um, I'm not afraid to go Njoku with you here, because just because you said the defense is a little bit stiffer. I mean, Keenan Allen is out yet again, which is something to consider, but Keenan Allen was also out against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and in that game, Gerald Everett only had two receptions um, for 25 yards, which is a pretty depressing stat line. So, I mean, I think they're both pretty solid options. Um, we have, what is it? Gerald Everett's currently the tight end four. David Njoku's the tight end 12 in standard scoring. Um, otherwise, there's six, and 11 in PPR, but I'd say they're pretty similar, but I'm not, I mean, horse apiece to me. I'll take Njoku with you, Josh. I'm not afraid. Wow. Thanks, Gar. Um, moving on to the last, I know. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, we have the flex appeal. So guys who are, um, can, who would probably be considered, um, good flexes if you had them and, and you're solid in other positions. Um, so we've got Mike Williams at Cleveland. So yet again, another charger probably going to be taking the reins since like you mentioned, Keenan Allen is out. Gabe Davis, who, um, I think is playing this week. He had had injuries. He's been a little bit disappointing, but he has, um, 
you know, after that week one performance, he's um, he's got what it takes. And I think we had him in the in one of these spots last week too. Um, and then Zeke at Los Angeles. Um, so Zeke, he's you know the the he's supposedly the the um, starting running back for that team. Um, he's had some solid weeks. He did look a little bit better last week than he did in prior weeks, um, just just based on um, the eye test. But um, so we've got three three options here: two two wide receivers, one running back. Gar, give me it. Well, you know, I do like my Mike Dubs, and he has seen an uptick since Keenan Allen's been at. Um, he's had, you know, since Keenan Allen's been gone, he's had 10 targets, 6 targets, and 11 targets for 8 receptions, only 1 against Jacksonville. But then again, 7 receptions against Houston. Um, Jacksonville is probably the toughest defensive opponent they've played so far this year, and Cleveland isn't going to be too stout. Um, you know, so I mean, immediately popping off the tape, to me, is going to be Mike Williams. He's the wide receiver 21, no matter how you cut it, in standard or in PPR. Then you go to Gabe Davis. He's been, you know, pretty disappointing this year. Five targets for four reception. Missed the Tennessee game, or at least was held without a catch. Uh, Miami, he had six targets for three receptions. And then Baltimore, a game that was ugly for some reason. Thought it would be more of a shootout than it was. He had only three targets for one reception. He's cleared for week five. He was banged up on his ankle. But in the last, you know, counting the game, I don't know if he missed the Tennessee game or if he just didn't get targeted or whatever. But, um I guess he'd probably have a snap share, so he missed the Tennessee game. But in the last two weeks, he's only had less than 10 fantasy points. Um, I'd say that's pretty disappointing. I'd like to stay away from Gabe Davis. I think Ian is I or what is it? I. Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie. Jameson Crowder went to IR so maybe Gabe Davis will have more opportunities Dawson Knox is also hurt but I mean I don't know Gabe Davis has looked disappointing so far so that means he'll put up three tuds this week and Zeke I mean obviously Zeke we know what the story there is Dax out so people aren't really respecting Cooper Rush maybe that'll change this week obviously the Rams have been a stiffer defense as well, as well with Aaron Donald stuffing up the middle but I mean all these defenses are pretty much like all right we know Zeke and Pollard are some boys we're gonna put you know seven guys in the box and Cooper Rush is gonna have to beat us and to cooper rush's credit he has been slanging that thing um but you know i'm not i'm not worried about zeke obviously he has he is having a slower start but when your starting quarterback goes out and you've played um you know at least two good defenses in tampa bay and people don't want to admit it but the giants are a good defense and he had a good day against them so um if I had to pick between the three, I like Mike Williams. If you're going to make me rank them, I'll go Mike Williams, Ezekiel Elliott, then Gabe Davis. But I do acknowledge the fact that Gabe Davis has plenty of upside. I just don't want to touch it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Since Keenan Allen's out, Mike Williams at Cleveland, um, I think that that game has the potential to be more of a shootout just because the run game um, for Cleveland is going to carry them against the Chargers' rush defense. Um I would say that the Rams defense is probably going to stifle Zeke pretty hard. Um, and so that's, that is something that I would take into consideration. I, I personally, of these three, I think it's um, kind of Mike Williams one, and then the other two tied at four. Like I, I probably wouldn't touch the other two. So, there you um, but yeah, that's just, that's just me. Um, so it sounds like we're both on Mike Williams train there. Yeah, that's fine. That's right. Choo-choo. Yeah, let's ride. Broncos country. Let's hide. <laughs> All right, Josh. Anything else? Uh, we didn't get any start sits in the chat or anything, so you want to just keep her moving? Keep it going. All right. We're moving on to our little fan duel section here. We got some fan duel favorites. Josh, I talked a lot recently. Who do you like first in fan duel this week? Well, I I like to I like to pick just one guy just because I don't want to give away all my secrets. Um 
coming in, you know, as a top four score last week. No big deal. Um, but uh, I got George Pickens at Buffalo, fifty five hundred, low price. Wow, probably that's a low price. Probably has a lot to do with the fact he's going up against the Buffalo defense, which is really good. Um, so that is kind of the one thing that was kind of making me hesitant on it. But then you look at his target share. He's got that Devontae Adams numbers when or the Green Bay Devontae target share where it's in the 30s. Um, Pickett had or ah, Trubisky targeted him 14 times in the three and a half games he played. Pickett targeted him five times in one half. So it's, you know, I think Pickett has that kind of comfort with him, both being rookies and all. Uh, plus, you know, like he said, he's always open. Um, so I think that uh, Pickens is a solid play, um, especially because that price shouldn't scare you away. Um, or the the price should draw you in if the defense scares you away. So, you know, you're not spending a whole lot of your budget on him um, because of that. So I have Pickens. Pickens, all right. I'm not afraid of Pickens. I mean, we know that they have three, you know, three people beat up back there in that Buffalo D, in that Buffalo secondary, I should say specifically. So I hear what you're saying there. I forget the name of their safety, but their safety's out yet again, and he has four picks on the year, I, I believe. I could be missing oh, players. What's that? Is it Jordan Poyer? Yeah, I think so. He played last week. Why is he out this week? Oh, maybe he's I, – again, I think I'm confusing. Someone else with the last name that starts with P is out this week. I don't know. I'm, I'm mixing and matching my fantasy in my brain right now. My RAM is failing. Um, but, yeah, I, I see Pickett's. I think – I think people are a little overemphasizing what Kenny Pickett did in one half of football that he wasn't prepared to play. So, I mean, I'm not saying Pickens couldn't be a guy, but let's not freak out over 30 minutes of play. Uh, but I, I hear what you're saying. I understand the excitement. I've always just kind of been an anti-hype guy. I don't know. Sue me. Um, this week, I like Curtis Samuel for 58 hunch. Um, obviously, Carson Wentz is a w- absolute wild card. But he Curtis Samuel has been a target hog, and I think he was, even though he's been playing, he's been banged up, but I think he's healthy coming into this week and then i like tyler algier uh 5700 they're playing the tampa bay defense so i can understand why people would be scared away again but um he's playing in the scott fish bowl for anyone who pays attention like online fantasy community scott fish has had a semi-famous fantasy league going for a while tyler algier is our participant in that league he drafted himself in like the ninth round and tyler algier is finally playing himself this week for the first time so I thought that's worthy enough for me to uh, put him in my lineup. We'll see. Why not? Uh, Fifty-seven hundred is a pretty good price, and if he goes off, then I'll be happy about it. But I understand why people would be scared because that Tampa Bay defense is pretty stat. Josh, I'm scared no Tampa. All yeah, right. fan. Uh, moving bust. on to the yeah the best segment of the week. Um, I don't think we've tracked any of it, but who cares? I was right uh, about Jalen Hurts last week. I know that. He only put up like 17 fantasy points. So Jalen Hurts was an absolute bust last week. Called it. Yeah, and I think I was right too. I think I listed off everybody that didn't score what they were projected. So yeah, I did good. Um, good job, Josh. But for my bust of the week, I've got the guy that I had as a stud last week, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I don't know if Amon Ra is playing. Last I saw, he was still questionable, but he did get a limited practice in. Um, it seems like, um, or it sounds like DJ Chark is out. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, last week he was 50 some, 56 hunch. This week he's seven hunch. Um, obviously last week, steal of the fan duel. Uh, this week, um, he's going up against New England, who, which has a pretty solid defense, likes to switch things up. Jared Goff is, you know, I think he's more of a, um, if this defense is more of a single kind of look, kind of consistent look, he'd do better. But with um, New England, they switch things up a bit, so I think he's going to struggle as well. So I've got uh, I've got um, Hawkinson as the bust of the week. 
All right, Josh, and I didn't I didn't want to have to do it, but I didn't see too many other buses I like other than CMC, and we've been hitting the CMC bus for a while, so I had to go somewhere else. I'm riding with you on the Detroit bus this week, Goff, 8,000. I mean, me and Al have been going back and forth on whether or not Jared Goff is truly a QB1. You know, he's put up a lot of numbers against some. I mean, he put up numbers against the Eagles defense, which we're all surprised about, but um, I, I don't like Jared Goff very much. I, don't, I think Billy B will have his number today, especially he got... Uh, uh, well, was Matt Patricia there with Jared Goff or no? For one year? I don't think so. Okay, no. never mind. I was going to say maybe he'd have some inside information, but I'm wrong. Either way, I think Billy B will have Goff's number. I don't think he'll be worth 8000 for sure. So I'm calling Goff a bust this week, so you and I are busting on some uh, Lions fans. Wink, wink, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, sleeper over under contest. Gar, you've got a handful of them. I'm going to let you go first on this, even though you just talked, because the only one that I have is simple. All right. Uh, yeah, some sleeper over under bus, or sleeper over under bus. Gee, sleeper over under contest. I like Barky, Barkley this week. I, why can't I talk this morning, Josh? What the hell's going on here? Hey, speak words is hard, you know? <laughs> All right, I like Barkley over 77 and a half. That Green Bay defense, Josh, I'm not going to sit here and shit on your team. Green Bay is 3-1. You know, you're not first in the division. We're first in the division. But that Green Bay defense has not been as advertised. And until such a time, Barkley has been balling out this week. So I love Barkley to keep pounding the rock this week. So I like Barkley over 77 and a half. Um, Gerald Everett, we talked about him earlier. I like him over 41 and a half. He's done that three out of four games. Um, so I love Everett this week as well. Teddy B. I mean, all he needs is like two Tyreek Hill houses to absolutely get broken off. Currently, his the line is sitting at 243 and a half passing yards. I love Teddy B over 243 um, because of what they're playing the Jets, right? So yeah, love Teddy B this week. And then Dobbins. Um, I'm combining his rush and receiving yards because it seemed like he was getting plenty of receiving work early in that uh, Buffalo game as well. So I love Dolan Dobbins over 65 and a half rush and receiving yards combined um a lot of overs this week usually the overs don't hit as consistently as the unders but i'm a betting man josh and i'm gonna put these contests in as soon as the show's over so that's what i like um you want to counter any of mine maybe like barkley or uh no um i think barkley's gonna have you know you could have put a one in front of that 77.5 and probably hit it still um oh no I what happened that, to your boys I'm not knocking the Green Bay defense because, like you said, they're three and one. They're doing enough to get the job done. Um, last week, you know, one of those touchdowns was um, if the play clock is 25 seconds, um, the play happened when the clock hit 30 seconds because the refs apparently decided to take a nap. Um, but uh, so that touchdown, you know, that would have pushed them back a bit, given a little bit more things. And I think that you know the players saw the play clock and just assumed that it was going to get blown dead. So they were kind of caught with their feet in the mud. Um, but I do think Barkley's solid. Um, Jones is hurt, so he's not going to be running that much. Or he's got an ankle injury, so he's not going to be running as much. Um, or you'd think that at least. And so Barkley's going to get his. Um, you know, so I think that that's a solid one. Um, the other ones I have no comment on. Teddy B over 243 is probably the ones that scares me the most. Um, How not dare necessarily, you? Not necessarily because... Um, well, yeah, no, it is because he's... You know, he's coming off the bench. The teams have a, you know, he's did okay when you came into filling for Tua after Tua got hurt. But, um, you know, now teams are going to know that it's Teddy B, so they're going to game plan for him. Um, I think that two gloves is going to be um, 
not not necessarily the, um, the solid play that many people are thinking. Um, so yeah, the and then my over under is whatever Al says because Al helped me get a five piece last night, or on Thursday. So Al, shout out to you. You are good at gambling, even if you have an issue with it. Um, I know you go to Gambling Anonymous just to tell everybody else you're quitters and bet on who's going to quit first um, from the GA. But um, Al, Al, congrats. I'm, I'm following you again into the trenches, even though I saw Gar with his... Uh, um, he agreed it with it, and then he went and did the exact opposite of it in another bet. So... Absolutely. I spent $2 Al. to be an asshole, so I thought it was funny. Anyways, Al's current five-piece, he put together another one that literally everyone copied. He's got Justin Jefferson over 83.5. He's got Jalen Hurts over two or over a touchdown, passing touchdown and a half, so two passing touchdowns. Damian Pierce, he's got over 67.5 rush yards. George Pickens over 39.5 receiving yards. And Romeo Dubs over 43 and a half receiving yards so that's what al has um i feel like i don't know is jalen hurts gonna end up only get one passing touchdown on three rushing touchdowns probably something like that but that's al's that's, five that's the one that that's the one that has me scared the most but you know like i said gotta roll with al he he got me a win earlier so um but yeah so that's the um I have no other comments on that. Damian Pierce, you know, 66 yards. That should be an instant push because he got 75 on one last week. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw the advanced metrics, the the super stats or whatever they're calling it, next-gen stats. Um, on that play, his expected yard gain was uh, only seven yards. But then that boy made a move, and it went from seven to 75. All right, love it. Uh, so those are our sleeper over undertakes. Big shout out to Al again, who did hit that five piece. Um, really quickly, Josh. Then we'll get out of here to some weekly preview. Obviously, we've already had the Thursday night game. Uh, Russell Wilson looked tough. Micah put in the in the chat here. You know, Drew Locke had through his first whatever it was um, five games probably had over a thousand passing yards seven to three touchdown interception ratio 64 completion percentage 89.7 qbr and a four and one win loss whereas russ is 1200 yards so better but only four touchdowns which is worse you know only 60 percent completion which is worse 82 qbr and a two and three win loss um are they dead out there in denver yeah, probably. And like I said with, to you in a text message that at, now that Russ is out of Seattle, it's 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 grow, it's I'm realizing that the reason I was such a Seattle hater was because of Russ and not um, Chompy. Um, and so Chompy's grown on me a little bit more um, just because he is so meme worthy. Um, Russ, on the other hand, he's just a robot. You know, he is the you know, if he was a candy, he'd be unflavored spice drops. Um, so he is just a goober, 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 goober. All right, and then we got we got uh, kicking the last Sunday at eight thirty a.m. Central Time for us, folks. We got the Giants playing Green Bay. Josh, are Green Bay gonna look good on national TV yet again? No. Now, are they gonna win the game? Yeah, that's good. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. They're gonna try and one up Denver and Indy, and they're gonna go for a um, fifteen to twelve game with all field goals. All right, Eric's. I see you're in the no, chat. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would cry. <laughs> oh, please don't cry, Josh. Um, are you going to be at the game? So you've got. Are you going to skip church to watch Green Bay football, Josh? How strong is your faith? Well, I mean, I could watch church at home online. So hmm, we'll see. How convenient. No, we have other plans that day too. So who knows hmm. what happens? 
Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Eric's, I'd love to hear what you think about the Pittsburgh-Buffalo game in the chat if you want to hit up that real quick. And then we got Nikita here. She loves the Vikes. Vikes are playing home um, at noon uh, versus Chicago. So I believe the spread is 7.5. Don't know if we cover that. Um, is that a bit of a trap game, you think, Josh? Or should the Vikings be able to just absolutely um, trample the Bears? Uh, they should be able to trample them. I think they will because the Vikings... Um the Vikings always lose at Soldier Field. So that's kind of the that's the game that, you know, they could be 25 point favorites and somehow find a way to lose by that much. Sure. All right. Eric's just very simply put in the chat, it's picket season, so that means what? The Steelers are going to beat the Buffalo Bills 45 to 10 or what? What are we thinking here, Mr. Mr. Latvia? Um, one other game while he's typing that out, I think that would probably be the most interesting to fans is Dallas, Los, uh, Los Angeles. Can Cooper Rush beat a good team like the Rams? And then Philly and the um, Arizona Cardinals. That should be an interesting game at 325 as well. So I'm interested to watch that. And then Eric says, time to get that second dub. Uh, Buffalo's probably not the right team to do it, but I appreciate the moxie, Eric's. Um, any, any other storylines or things you're looking forward to this week, Josh? Or should we just get the hell out of here? Um, go Packers. All right, go Packers. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, we've got our... <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you'll get up by week uh, 18 there, Eric. All right, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Don't forget to participate in our Discord like Eric's is right now. We greatly appreciate you. Also, shout out to Nikita for listening live. Um, I'd say she's almost a Mrs. Unlimited, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, we don't, appreciate... Don't every- put that on her. Don't, <laughs> we- don't, don't you dare. <laughs> we appreciate everyone who participates in the Discord regularly. We really make it fun watching games on Sunday and talking shit about people, so... Thank you, everyone, who continues to listen and participate. Um, Segment start times are down there. And uh, we will see you all Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. sharp, for some rants and some raves um, and some Week 5 analysis. So until then, thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Go Packers! Three wins not looking so bad now, is it, Eric's?